is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Hi everyone, great to have you with us today. Thank you for joining Jubilee Online today. If this is your first time with us, uh, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much for, for being here. Uh, I do hope you've enjoyed the service so far and uh, I pray too that this short message uh, will bless you and encourage you as well. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've looked at a number of subjects together. A couple of weeks ago, John Batten looked at the subject of contentment and knowing what it is to, to find contentment in Jesus. Then last week, I looked at the subjects of comfort, compassion, and finding confidence in the gospel. I do believe that we as a church have a role to play right now in bringing comfort to people who are suffering and mourning. I do believe that we have a role to, to demonstrate compassion to people, but also uh, to have a confidence in the gospel and the good news that it brings. So today I want to, to finish off what has become that little three-part mini-series and look at the subject of courage. That's courage. Maybe you need courage today. Maybe you need some courage to, to lead well, maybe in your business or workplace, uh, maybe at home. Um, maybe you need some courage to step out and take some risks perhaps, or to take initiative that you're, you've been thinking about. But what is it and where do you get it from? And how do you find it when you, when you really need it? Well, there's some of the questions we're gonna to consider today. And so why don't we pray together and then we'll look at God's word and see what he has to teach us. Father, I pray now that you would speak to us as we look at this subject together. We pray that you would speak to us from your word. I pray you'd help me to communicate well what I feel you've put on my heart. And I pray that you would bless us and teach us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to look at a passage from the Old Testament, from the life of David. It's a passage that I've preached on previously, some time ago, admittedly. But I felt that I wanted to come back to it today. I feel it's got some things to teach us in this season. So we're going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 to 6. And Christine's going to read it for us now. The reading today is 1 Samuel 30, verses 1 to 6. David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow 
of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. That's great. Thanks, Christine. So when David and his men return, they've been away, they come back to the camp and they find that their enemies, the Amalekites, have been and raided the camp. They've, they've taken away the women and children that, that were left as David and his men had gone off to battle. And this is not a good situation to find yourselves in, is it? You've been away and you come back and find that everything's gone. Everything that you knew, everything that you thought was, was stable, you find it's all gone. And they come back to absolute carnage and chaos. We're told that David and his men wept until they had no strength left to weep. David himself was personally distressed about the situation. Uh, his family had been taken from him. And now his men are talking of stoning him. David isn't having a good day. If there'd been social media in his time, you can perhaps imagine what his Facebook status or his Instagram post may have looked like. So what does he do? What's the solution to uh, the crisis that David finds himself in? Well, actually, it's a lesson that all of us need to learn, particularly at this time of worldwide upheaval as countries around the world are, are battling this coronavirus. It's a lesson that we need, particularly in our day and time. And it's a lesson that we find right at the end of verse 6. It doesn't even get a verse on its own. But it says this, But David found strength in the Lord his God. Another verse puts it like this. It says, But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David faced a crisis. For him it was a leadership crisis. He had a disaster on his hands waiting to happen. No one will be David right now. I mean, what would you have thought if you had been in his shoes? How would you have responded? What would you have done? What would you have said? So where does David direct his efforts? Is it with the soldiers? Is it with the officers, his fellow leaders? Maybe with the rebels themselves? Where does he direct his energy? It was actually none of those people. David realises he has to lead himself before he can lead anybody else. And friends, that's the lesson that each of us need to learn as well. You have to lead yourself before you can lead anybody else. And to do that, you need to find courage and strength. As our televisions and radios are constantly full of stories of pain and suffering, as our social media feeds are taken over by the personal impact that this virus is having on our friends and families, you have to get courage and strength from somewhere. So where does it come from? Where do you find courage and strength when you need it most? Well, it comes by you finding strength in the Lord your God. Maybe for some of you today, maybe you've lost a close friend or family member to this coronavirus. 
my guess is that most of us now will know of somebody who's died from it or maybe who's suffered from it. How do you find so, how do you find strength to continue in the face of such devastating loss? If if you've lost a loved one, someone who was so close to you, husband, wife, parent, grandparent, close friend perhaps. How do you find the courage and strength to move on? What can we learn from this account of David's life? You need to do what David did. Find strength in the Lord your God. That's what you need to do in the day of crisis, in the day of challenge, is to find strength in God himself. Well, how might you do that? You could well ask. What did David do? What, what, what would we do to find strength and courage in the Lord our God? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what he did. So I've been thinking about what might have David done in this situation? What are some of the things that we could do to find strength and courage when we need it most? Well, I've got three things to share with you. Worship, walking and word. I'll explain each of those briefly as we go. Firstly, worship. When the odds are stacked against you, when everything around you is going wrong, the first person that you need to lead, the first person that you need to address is, is not other people, but yourself. When work has gone wrong, when that relationship has broken down, if you're facing the devastating loss of somebody that you've loved, when you're expected to show the way forward to those around you, what do you do? You need to lead yourself first, just as David did. But how do you do that? Well, the first thing to do is to turn your gaze heavenward. We're not told exactly what David did, remember, but I, I want to suggest to you today that I'm sure it included worship. Worship. Remember, at his core, right at the heart of his being, David was a worshipper. It was he that wrote most of the Psalms that we have recorded in the Bible. And many of those are composed out of situations that had gone horribly wrong. Circumstances that none of us would choose for ourselves. But even in those environments, David was a worshipper. And I want to suggest to you that in this situation that he finds himself in, his first response would have been one of worship. That sort of decision is often not learnt in the heat of the moment, but it's learnt in the mundane, in the everyday. It's, it's where habits are formed, those, those everyday lifestyles, if you like. But as you learn that habit of worship, that stands you in good stead in the day of trouble and strife. David had learned over time that what he needed to do was to worship and look to the Lord. David found strength in the Lord his God, we're told. He knew where to turn. Why? Because that was his regular practice. That's what he did. That was his heart's response to worship. 
Friends, today, if you need to find strength for your life right now, if, if you need to find courage to, to lead your family or your colleagues, maybe, where does it start? It starts with worship. When you worship, you take your eyes off the immediate and turn to the eternal. You look away from the circumstance and look to your saviour. God doesn't command us to worship him because he's some egotistical maniac who somehow needs that. No, no, no. God tells us to worship him because he knows that as we do that, it changes our heart. It changes our perspective. He knows it would do us good. The first way to find courage, to find strength, is to worship. Even in and through your pain, to worship to bring that sacrifice of praise. David knew what it was like. I mean, have you read any of the Psalms lately? Have you, have you seen some of the situations that you found yourself in? And yet still in difficulty and trial, he worshiped. So let me ask you, are you worshiping today? Our second W is walking. You might think, how does that fit? Let me explain. Living in a lockdown, as we do currently, there's a long list of things which, quite understandably, we're not able to do. You know, we can't gather in groups, for example, which is why we're doing church online like this. We can't go to church buildings or theatres or cinemas or pubs and restaurants or shopping centres. Some of you might think that's a good thing. Many of us are working from home. We've, we've set up a desk in the corner of the lounge. We're working in the spare room, whatever it might be. We can't visit friends and family. We, we must stay at home as much as possible to, to stop the spread of this dreadful disease. But there is one thing we can do. In fact, one thing we're even encouraged to do. And that's to have our daily walk or exercise. You can't go anywhere, but you can walk. And what can you do when you walk? You can pray. I've often said how hard I find it to, to pray while sitting down. You know, I could sit in perhaps my favourite chair, which is this one. Uh, in our home, I could sit with a hot mug of tea. I could close my eyes and say, I'm going to pray now. And before I know it, I've started to doze off. <laughs> But if I'm outside, if I'm walking, I'm not going to fall asleep. So I can walk and pray, and I find that a great way to encounter God. Maybe you're good in a comfortable chair, and if that's, that's good for you, then great, go for it. God bless you. But for me, I need to be outside, I need to be walking. And as I do that, I can pray and bring my prayers and requests to God and to hear from him afresh. For me, walking helps. So walk. Our third W, when you need to find courage and strength to move forward, is word. God's word. God will speak to you as you read his word. And maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe you're thinking, well, how do I get into God's word, the Bible? Where do I start? Well, why not start with a gospel, a book that tells you about the earthly life and ministry of Jesus Christ? Maybe start with the Gospel of Mark. It's the shortest one, full of action, Jesus doing things. It's 
it's a great place to start if you're not sure where to start. Pray and ask God to speak to you as you read his word. The Bible is a fantastic book, or rather collection of books, because as you read it, you get to know more about God himself. Even if you've been a Christian for many years, even if you've read the Bible many times, maybe you've read it through from cover to cover on numerous occasions, even if that's the case, God will speak to you afresh as you read his word. When everything around is unstable, when things are unpredictable and, to use the word of the moment, unprecedented, you need some solid, firm foundation for your life. We all do. And that comes from the word of God, the Bible. So let me ask you, are you reading his word? Are you reading God's word? Have you got a plan to help you? It's, it's not the best idea just to open your Bible and you know, see where your finger lands. Better to have a plan to, to read through it. Maybe you want to go through a particular book of the Bible or maybe you want to look at what the Bible says about a particular subject. I find that I need a plan, something to help me on the journey. That may be reading through the Bible in a year, perhaps I've done that. That's been a, a great thing to do. Maybe you're using some Bible reading notes. You can find those on, on your app, an app on your phone or maybe in some printed notes. For me right now, I'm reading through Tom Wright's commentary on the Gospel of John. I'm finding it a really helpful resource and uh, finding it a great way to, to start my day and to, to read God's Word, to get his thoughts on it as well. Whatever, you, whatever method you choose to use, I want to encourage you Read God's word. It will speak to you. It will encourage you. It will bring strength to you. Get a plan. And uh, whatever your plan is, and I'll encourage you to, to stick to it as you read God's word. There's no doubt that right now we're in a tough season. We're in a tough season of life as a nation and other countries around the world are facing uh, terrible challenges as they deal with this coronavirus. So in days like this, we need to remember what the Lord said to the Apostle Paul. We find it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Friends, if you're feeling weak and vulnerable today, I've got some good news for you. God's power can be made perfect in your weakness. It's God's promise to you. Because of Jesus, you can know God's grace. It is sufficient for you. And by his grace, he will help you. He will sustain you. And if you're looking for hope today, if you're wanting to find strength and courage to get through tomorrow, then know that God's grace is sufficient for you. Strengthen yourself in the Lord, just as David did. In him find strength and courage and hope. Before I close, let me just speak to any of you who may be joining us today, who don't yet have that relationship with God where you could talk about uh, him speaking to you and knowing what it is to read his word and it come alive to you. 
Maybe you've been investigating the Christian faith. Maybe you're only here because a friend invited you to check out the live stream and you thought, well, I haven't got anything else to do. Might as well take a look. Maybe you've been wondering about what it is to be a Christian and what that means for you. I'm going to invite you in a moment to put your trust in Jesus Christ today. Maybe for the very first time. If you're looking for hope today, if you're looking for answers to life's big questions, now what does it all mean? I want to invite you to put your hope and your trust in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. To confess your sins to him, to ask his forgiveness and to commit your life to following him. I'm going to pray now. I'd like to invite you to pray this prayer along with me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you came to bring good news and hope to all mankind. I choose today to put my hope and my trust in you. I acknowledge you as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry that I failed you and let you down. Thank you that you'll never fail me and let me down. I turn away from everything I've done wrong and ask that you would please forgive me. I choose today to always follow you and to receive your love and forgiveness. Please give me the gift of your Holy Spirit to help me live for you. Amen. If you're watching on our live stream and have prayed that prayer, then I'd like to ask you, please respond to the invitation on your screen now, which says, I commit my life to Jesus. And as you click on the raise hand button on your screen, one of our host team can chat with you further, can pray with you. We'd love to send you some literature to help you on your journey as you seek to follow Jesus. And we'd love to be an encouragement to you in that. So if that would serve you, if you'd like to know more, then click on that button now and one of our host team would be delighted to talk with you further. I want to thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining us for Jubilee Online. I pray that you have a great week and look forward to you joining us once again next Sunday. I do hope to see you. Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.